Hi. I was surprised that this morning I felt to go right into chapter 11. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to do that today. But this is what we're talking about with the Tao, allowing the Tao to move us. So we are going right into chapter 11 this morning. <laughs> I'm still having my morning coffee. Let's look at chapter 11. Uh, I titled it The Value of Emptiness. 30 spokes share one hub, but it is the hub's emptiness that makes a useful vehicle. Mix water with clay and you've made a vessel. However, emptiness is the true usefulness of the vessel. Chisel out a door and windows, and you've created a room. Yet the usefulness of the room arises from its emptiness. Therefore, manifestations have benefit, but emptiness is truly useful. So one of the things I've talked about in the past I remember especially talking about it with chapter two, is that the Tao allows for practicalness. You know, for example, we saw that the idea of big makes the idea of little, and we used a fork as an example. But we saw that big and little aren't actually true. They're comparisons. When I hold up one fork compared to another fork, this fork may be the big fork, and this is the little fork. But if I hold up the same fork against another fork, now this is the little fork, and this is the big fork. Remember that? <laughs> so the truth of the matter is, this is not a big fork or a little fork. In fact, it's not even actually a fork. But there's a practicalness, you know, in saying, can you please hand me the big fork, or can you please hand me the little fork, right? So although a lot of what is in manifestation and a lot of what is in our language is in no way representative of truth, it's still practical. There's still a benefit to it in this life. And, and this is what we're going to be looking at in chapter 11. We're going to be looking at the practicalness of manifestation. And yet we're going to maintain that clarity of where true usefulness comes from or where true value comes from. So with that said, let's start looking at it, shall we? The first paragraph says, 30 spokes share one hub. But it is the hub's emptiness that makes a useful vehicle. Now, I am not very mechanically minded. <laughs> to some people, what that means may be completely obvious. But to me, uh, it wasn't. I actually had to go look up on the computer what a hub is and, and how a hub is useful. Uh, and, and what I learned, I'm even a little embarrassed to share it now because Again, what if I share it wrong? 
because <laughs> it was about a year ago when I was translating, looking this up. But what I learned is that in a wheel, you know, you have this hole. This hole is called the hub. And the axle goes into the hub, right? So that this turns both wheels on the vehicle together, right? Especially back when we were talking about um, horses and carriages. Yes. So you have a hub and a hub, but these wheels by themselves would be useful, or sorry, would not be useful, right? These wheels by themselves would not be useful if you didn't have the hole in the hub through which to put the axle. That makes a useful vehicle. There we go. Great for other people who aren't mechanically minded like me. <laughs> so when we look again at this first paragraph, 30 spokes share one hub, but is the hub's emptiness that makes a useful vehicle. So the emptiness is a requirement of the wheel in order for the entire carriage or the entire wagon to have any usefulness at all. Let's go on to the next paragraph. Mix water with clay and you've made a vessel, like a bowl, for example. Mix water with clay and you've made a vessel. However, emptiness is the true usefulness of the vessel. Now, this one even I understood, <laughs> All right? So we have this bowl, a bowl. But if the bowl was not empty in the middle, I couldn't put anything in it. I can put corn in it, or I can put rice in it, or I can put chocolate in it <laughs> because it's empty. Right? So the emptiness, just like with the hub, the emptiness is what makes the vessel or the bowl useful. Next paragraph. Chisel out a door and windows, and you've created a room. Yet the usefulness of the room arises from its emptiness. Well, here I sit in a room, right? But imagine if there wasn't space in this room for me to put a bed and a lamp for the dog to enter the room and lay down on her bed or for me to enter the room and do whatever it is that I do here. What makes a room useful is the fact that there's space within these walls. It's the emptiness that allows me to move about, to live here. So all three of these paragraphs are telling us that the emptiness is where the true value is. The last paragraph says, therefore, manifestations have benefit. In other words, we're not discounting that the spokes on the wheels, which connect at the hub, are also necessary. In fact, the axle is necessary. We aren't discounting that. We aren't discounting that the clay pot is useful. We aren't discounting that the walls and windows also have benefit, right? Like it isn't the emptiness alone. It's the emptiness and the manifestation working together. 
Therefore, manifestations have benefit. But emptiness is truly useful. One of the things that we have talked about over and over again with the Tao Te Ching is that self-will is an interference with the Tao. And that what the Tao Te Ching, sorry, what the Tao Te Ching is teaching us, like I said, I'm still having my morning coffee. <laughs> What the Tao Te Ching is teaching us is to let go of self-will and be moved by the Tao. Let go of self-will, let go of control, and let the Tao arrange things. That is the highest good. That doesn't mean that the individual manifestation isn't useful, doesn't have some benefit. You see, the Tao works with the individual manifestation. The emptiness works with the Regina thing. If we look at just different people for a moment, different people have different skill sets, different abilities. I mean, I just confess I am not mechanically minded, right? Nor do I have engineering abilities. Nor do I play any instruments. And I'm only a, an average cook. But I teach. I'm able to understand and then share in a simplistic way, which is really what makes a good teacher. So the Regina thing is moved by the Tao to teach and to write for the purpose of teaching. Someone else is moved by the Tao to cook. Someone else is moved by the Tao to play music. Someone else is moved by the Tao to build wagons and cars and airplanes. You see, we all are different or unique, like different flowers in a mountain valley or different trees in a forest or different fish in a lake. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is the perfect expression of the Tao. The way that we are different is an expression of the Tao. So what we don't want to do here is confuse self-will with our uniqueness. but appears to be our individuality. The Tao expresses itself in a multitude of ways. And this Regina thing is one of those multitudes of ways. 
The error isn't in being the unique expression of the Tao. The error is in wanting to control this and control everything else according to the mental preferences of the programming here. Let me let me go to the Chinese characters. For the first paragraph, the Chinese characters say, 30 spokes of wheel together, one hub of wheel. Suitable, it's nothing, which I translated as it's emptiness. Suitable, it's nothing is vehicle of use. To mix water with clay in order to become device, which I called vessel or could have called bowl. Suitable, it's nothing, is device of use. Chisel, door, window, in order to become room. Suitable, it's nothing, is room of use. So the pattern we're seeing here in the Chinese character is suitable, it's nothing, is vehicle of use. Suitable, it's nothing, is device or vessel of use. Suitable, it's nothing, is room of use. How about suitable, it's nothing, is person of use. Through letting go of our self-will and through becoming open, available, receptive, we become the arm or the hands or the fingers or the mouth or the feet of the Tao. It does through us. So manifestations have benefit, but they're truly useful through their emptiness. We aren't truly useful through our self-will. As I've said before, self-will ultimately just leads to conflict. It leads to stress. It leads to suffering. But we don't have to throw out the baby with the bathwater. We don't throw out the individual expression of the Tao with the self-will. In fact, remember what chapter one said. Chapter one ended with, it is the mystery of mysteries. It is the door to multiple wonders, referring to the Tao, right? The Tao is the mystery of mysteries. It is the door to multiple wonders. When we become empty, when we allow ourselves to be empty of self-will, and we allow ourselves to be moved by the Tao, we experience those wonders directly. We're sometimes amazed at the words that come out of this mouth. 
we can be amazed at the amount of work that gets done in a day, even while we are not doing, right? We don't have a schedule for the day. We don't have a plan for the day. And yet all these things get done through us. It's amazing. We could be amazed by what we paint, by what we grow, by what we cook, by how solutions to problems come come into that mind and suddenly we have insight and we're able to fix something that seemed like it wasn't fixable. By being empty instead of controlling, we experience those wonders directly. We see them directly. We know them. We're amazed. We know there's something beyond me. That's moving me, inspiring me, providing insight to me. We come to see our connection to the Tao, and through our connection to the Tao, our connection to all things. The sense of separation dies. As long as we hold to our self-will, that's not possible. When we become willing to let go of our self-will and allow the emptiness here so that something can be received, so that we can be moved, that's when we experience the wonders. So again, chapter 11, the value of emptiness. 30 spokes share one hub, but it is the hub's emptiness that makes a useful vehicle. Mix water with clay and you've made a vessel. However, emptiness is the true usefulness of the vessel. Chisel out a door and windows and you've created a room. Yet the usefulness of the room arises from its emptiness. Therefore, manifestations have benefit, but emptiness is truly useful. All right, let's look at someone else's translation of this chapter. Most translations are very, very similar. This one was a little bit different, which is why I picked it. This is by Ned Ludd. 30 spokes are joined at the hub, but it is the empty center that makes the wheel useful. Mold clay into a vessel. The space it encloses makes it useful. Walls make a room, but a doorway and windows make the room useful. Thus, we take advantage of what is. We see the usefulness of what is not. So the reason I said this one was a little different is because instead of saying it was the space in the room that made the room useful, he, he said it was the doorway and the windows which made it useful. And of course, that's true too. How could you even enter a room without a doorway, right? <laughs> and aren't a doorway, aren't doorways 
empty, right? So that you can move through them. Uh, windows, of course, are empty and they are open to let the air in. So still pointing to the emptiness here. Also, the way he said this last sentence, we take advantage of what is manifestation. We see the usefulness in what is not the formless Tao, the mystery. That's where the usefulness is. So an assignment. The real assignment is to practice emptiness. But how do you practice emptiness? Well, we've done it before, and so we'll do it again. You practice emptiness of by letting go of self-will. So we'll continue to look for when we want to control. Because whenever we want to control, self-will is right there. But then look at why do I want to control? What is the self-will here? You know, I want to make money. I want to be liked. I want to be respected. I want to feel safe. Whatever it is, notice what it is. And then just search in your heart. See if you can find the willingness to let go of that self-will, whatever it is. So that you can be empty. Become the useful vessel. That can then be filled by the Tao. So that in whatever way you can directly in your own life experience the wonder of the Tao. Now when you're filled by the Tao. You could be moved to do something. You could be moved to say something. And frequently, especially in the learning phase, we're moved to do nothing but trust. Because that tendency to want to control is still so strong that often any ideas of doing or saying are still coming from self-will. So sometimes in the beginning, uh, the real guidance is to do nothing. So we can see that it all gets managed without me. But just feel for what sincerely is coming in to be received. Are you sincerely being guided to wait? Are you sincerely being guided to do nothing? Are you sincerely being guided to say something, to do something? After you've let go of the self-will, after you've identified the self-will, realized you want the wonder of the Tao more, release the self-will, become empty, open, receive, what happens? How does the highest good play out here? All right, so we're on to chapter 12 next. And of course, I have no idea when that will happen. <laughs> Whenever the Tao makes it so. Bye.